Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 7 and 10. I, I, I really love teaching and helping you. Uh, I really love sharing the word with you. And our, my whole mission in life and purpose is to, to bless others and help others get closer to Jesus. And if we can help you in any way, that's what we want to do. To all of our people that are watching on Facebook Live and YouTube right now, welcome. Thank you for joining us online. We appreciate you. And uh, don't be a stranger. Come and stop by and visit us sometime. If we have any closet seal, if we have any closet CLC members out there, come on out of the closet. Come and visit us. And fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood facing them at the distance, while two of them stood by the Jordan. And now Elijah took his mantle. This is right before the translation of Elijah, the prophet of God, and he rolled up his mantle and struck the waters. And it was divided this way and that, so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. So essentially what we have here is the moment that Elijah is fixing to be translated from this earthly realm to a heavenly realm, right? You know the story, right? Where Elijah was translated. And this portion of scripture speaks about that moment where he took off his mantle and he began to just strike the waters. When he struck the waters, then they departed and they both, Elijah and Elisha, okay, they walked across. But Elijah had something in his heart and Elijah knew it. And it was so, and so it was that when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, ask, what may I do for you before I am taken from you? Elisha said, please let me, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am, when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. And Elijah said, and he cried out, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen. So he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes, tore them in two pieces, and he also took up the mantle. So real quick, there was, it happened. God came for Elisha, took him out with the chariot. And then prior to that, we know he said, if you keep your eyes on me, if you'll keep your eyes focused on me, when I leave, then I'm going to come back in the form of of the anointing that I have through the mantle that I wear and I'll give it to you. That was his, essentially his promise to him. That's kind of a correlation there when Jesus left this world, the disciples saw him ascending up, right? And they were the ones that were empowered by the anointing on the day of Pentecost. And sometimes even in life, no matter how difficult it is and no matter how you feel, You always have to keep your eyes on Jesus. Because by keeping your eyes on Jesus, no matter where you're at, 
If it seems like he's in a situation, then he leaves a situation. He said he would never leave you or forsake you. But in your mind, you have to stay focused. And staying focused on him brings the ability to experience a breakthrough in your life. And staying focused is key. And so when this happened, and I'm ending it right here. Then he, he took, verse 14, then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the waters and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also struck the waters, it was divided this way and that, and Elijah crossed over. And so meaning that he was just given the same authority. Here's the point of this whole scripture text. The point is, it's historically written and documented that Elisha had double times the miracles that Elijah had. It is well documented that Elisha was given a double portion and then he was also given the ability to perform in his lifetime double the time, double the amount of the miracles that Elijah had. But here's the key. Had Elisha not broke through in his life to see these things happen, Elisha would have never had his breakthrough. It always takes one person to break through something for everyone else to have the same experience. And that's the principle. And the subtitle for today's message for Limitless in this series is called Barriers. And barriers were meant to be broken. And if there's barriers in your life, there's someone who broke that barrier already so you can break yours. And I'm telling you here today that there's no end and nothing is impossible for God to do in your life. Nothing. Nothing. Come on, bless this service. I know you stood a long time. But just one more time, come on, bless the service. Lord Jesus, we bless this service today. God, we thank you for moving and anointing. We thank you for healing, God, while we preach, while we speak, while we're learning, God. We pray today, let things be removed, God. Let things be planted. God, allow us to have that breakthrough that's necessary in our life to experience your blessings, your favor. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you all. You can be seated. Thank you for being here, and thank you to the worship team and the musicians. Aren't they all great? Come on, everybody. Give them a round of applause. What about all of our volunteers that work every service, the sign holders, the greeters, Sunday school teachers, nursery workers, media team? We're so thankful for our ushers, cafe, everyone. Connection Center. There you go. Now I feel like I got to talk about everybody because if I leave somebody out, everybody's a part of this family. There is no I in team, right? Listen, years ago, I read the story about a man named Chuck Yeager. Chuck Yeager um, did something in history. He made history by breaking the sound barrier. Now, when, when Chuck Yeager was going into the Mojave Desert in October 14, 1947. He walked in as the captain of the Air Force. He was determined that he would do whatever it takes to set the record and to go a place where no one has ever gone before. 
And that process, that process had three boundaries he had to surpass. The first one is what scientists call that subsonic barrier. It's a place when you're in existence and you can tell that you're there. There's, there's, there's sound that really just it's bounces off of who you are, but it doesn't do anything else but create an echo or create a reflection of, 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 in the sense of, of uh, your existence, you see. It's just there. So in the first stages of, of what they call in, in the Air Force, in flight, it, that subsonic stage of just maintaining. And then they go into a place in higher speed called mock. And that place of mock, they usually refer to it as Mach 1, that place is creating more speed. And there's a barrier that is there. That barrier literally exists uh, that restricts, it restricts everything that it confronts that or confronts it. You can't see it. That's why just a moment ago when I said God did something, you can't see it, but to anyone who is sensitive, you could feel it. Right? Anyone who is sensitive, you can feel it. So there are barriers you don't notice this, that the reason why you can hear me right now is because someone invented speakers that give off a quick movement that create and break barriers of sound that's able to travel. But no one had ever broken the sound barrier with a jet or an airplane. The sound barrier had been broken for years by guns, Bullets, things that would, you can handheld. They say if you take a whip and you crack a whip. How many of you men ever cracked a whip in, on the ranch? Anybody ever crack a whip? You know, that last part where it's, Tah! they call that supersonic. Supersonic. And that's the last barrier that's broken. It's when the air pilot goes into a stage called supersonic, and that invisible sound barrier is now broken. I've heard one before. Sometimes maybe you have when you're standing outside and you hear this. That's a sound barrier being broken. A pilot just broke sound. Almost said broke wind, but then that wouldn't have made sense. But do you understand what I'm referring to, right? It's that one place in our life that holds us back that we cannot see. It's that one place that causes you and I to become frustrated because we feel limited. When Chuck Yeager got into that first flight, he tried to do everything he could in that first, that first model airplane, that first model jet. He had a special name for that jet. He called it Glamour's Glennis. And that, that jet literally went through some things that caused the others just to simply be modified. First time they went, he tried breaking the sound barrier. He tried going at higher speeds. He went into Mach. That's about, to give you an, an example, that's about over 700 miles an hour. And so while he was going that fast, they recognized that some of the areas of the jet were shaking and moving so fast 
the elevator, which is the back part of the fin that actually lifts up to kind of stabilize the jet. It's in the back of the jet. It literally wasn't able to move because it was locked into place because the force was so strong. So they had to figure out everything. So they went through trials and trials. And every time they went through a trial, every time they learned something different, they learned that this is what we need to fix. This is what needs to be stronger. This is the areas that we're weak in. They had to find all the blind spots. Do you know that sometimes when you go through trials and you have problems, it's nothing more than God allowing you to analyze, analyze your walk with him so you can find all the blind places in your life? I mean, you don't want to go through life with blind spots. Have you ever driven a car with blind spots? Or have you ever done life and realized there's something I can't see? People who don't have awareness can't see where they need to change things. The most dangerous place to live in is a place of no conscience or no awareness. It's a dangerous place because they can't see their own wrongs. That's why he takes the Holy Ghost. That's why it, in prayer, this is what God does for you and I. There's hope for everyone. Because in prayer, the Spirit of God enables your spirit to see what he sees. And if God saved you, God wanted to do more than save you. God wanted to change you. How many of you agree with that? God wanted to do more than just save you. God wanted to make you better. God wants you to be stronger. God wants to take the limits off your life. But there are some blessings and some areas of life you can't move into unless you first strengthen your weaknesses or allow him to or fix the flaws. So this is where God begins to work in our life. This happened all throughout the Scripture, all throughout the Scripture. Poor Peter. Peter was trying to break the sound barrier, but Peter kept on messing up. Kept, he kept on breaking down. Finally, he had something that would en enable him to break through, and he came out in the forefront preaching on that day in Acts chapter 2 in front of 3,000 people standing strong for Jesus, but he was only able to break through that area of his life because of the power of God. What actually got Chuck Yeager to break the sound barrier efficiently was is that he had actually was attached to another jumbo Boeing jet, a big one, that would get up to a certain speed, that would high, fly high, and at a certain altitude and a certain speed, it would release it. Then he would be able to pick up and not waste any gas and use fuel or waste anything more just to focus on speed. So he needed assistance. All of us need assistance. All of us do. So this was the process. It was something that was historical. It was something that no one had ever seen. And it was something that only Chuck Yeager had the guts to do. Now, because of that breakthrough, guess what? Now, in the Air Force, and our military, we have designed jets that can do that every day. We have designed equipment that others can use to go to that place. But unless someone went there first, unless someone was able to go through that place to open up an area for everyone else to walk into, some of you here in this building today, you know, some of you are walking in the blessings of your family and your parents. You have inherited something from your parents, maybe your grandma, your aunt, whoever it may be. Someone, somebody, somebody, it may even be you. 
I know for myself that I am the first pastor in my family. I am the first one. I, my family and I both are the first spirit-filled, tongue-talking, devil-chasing. That's right, in case you haven't noticed, where was, you're among them. Don't get scared. Just kidding. But there's no other one in person in my family. And here's what's amazing. God has allowed me to go through some things and break some barriers and allowed me to make some mistakes and go through some areas of my life that, that after me, my children will be able to do the same thing but easier. And I pray that our, my children, like your children, because your biggest desire is, is that your children would do greater things than you have done. I mean, isn't that right? Isn't that every family, every dad's desires that their children would do more and greater things than they did? Don't we want to leave something for our children one day so they don't have to struggle as much as we have struggled? I mean, that's what I feel like the, the, the big picture is in this world, is to enable them to have favor and to have a position in life where it's not necessarily um, without trials or without challenges, but it enables them to learn something that you gave them. That may be wisdom. It may be knowledge, experience, understanding an ability to learn a trade, whatever it may be, how to pray is what I feel like is the most important thing you can do for your children is to teach them how to pray. Our biggest desire, my wife and I, I will tell you that our greatest desire is that our children would experience God like we have and more. One of the greatest blessings in your life will be when your children get older and you hear them in their room praying out to God and worshiping God and following God and working and serving in the church and doing things for God. That is the greatest blessing for anyone because their heart's in it. And if their hands are at the work of God, then the heart of God is in their heart. You understand? What's in your hands is in your heart, in other words. So this is what takes place. You're called to break barriers, not just for yourself, but for other people. You're called to break barriers in your life. The things that you feel you have not overcome need to be overcame, and you can do it. All things are possible to them that believe. All things are possible. God can do exceedingly and above all that you can ask or think. There are no limits, and this is what happened. Elijah was the one who followed after Elijah. Elijah first had to break through that spiritual realm. Elijah had to first break through and conquer the area spiritually, the open heaven that was in his life. He literally passed it on to someone else. He literally said, if you'll just keep your eyes on me and stay focused. That is the biggest challenge you and I have. It's being focused. I, I, I recognize that, that sometimes you have to feel it. But sometimes you just don't feel it. Sometimes you don't feel it. But you have to generate something sometimes. You can generate it any time. You can generate what you need to feel by faith and believing and pressing in. 
You're not separated from God. He said he'd never leave you or forsake you. He has not left you. And just because you can't feel him doesn't mean he's not there. Sometimes it's just us. It's a barrier. And those barriers have to be broken. They have to be broken. And the first barrier that needs to be broken is your thinking. It's your thinking. Thinking is a choice. It's a privilege. And what you think about, you will create in your life. You can have a devil around every corner, or you can have Jesus and his angels around every corner. What's in your mind? Now, now, what I'm saying to you is, is that that doesn't mean that hell, I don't want to get too analytical because I know how analytical minds think. Some may be thinking, well, you know, you know, Pastor Bobby, that there's going to be a devil there everywhere, then we're always going to be dealing with devils. Well, yes, but Jesus dealt with the devils over 2,000 years ago at Calvary. He's already defeated them, right? He's already defeated them. So that tells me they have no power unless you let them have power. They have no ability to change your choices unless you allow your feelings to get involved with those thoughts, right? And sometimes that barrier of sometimes generational inheritances of sin or our spirits, the same thing you felt like your daddy or mama dealt with that wasn't of God, you sometimes maybe feel like you have to deal with it and you embrace it and you convince yourself that I'm going to be just like them or somebody's told you you're just like him or you're just like her. Now, I'm not trying to talk against your mom and daddy, but what I am saying is, is that in one point in your life, even ours, that we all have demons to deal with. We all have spirits that we have to knock the head off of. There, we all have Goliaths in our lives. Every one of us have the moment where we deal with the Herod, just like John the Baptist. We all have a Judas, just like Jesus. But it's your choice whether or not you're going to allow that thing to follow you to taunt you, to haunt you, to constantly in your ears. Constantly. When you have a breakthrough, you have now created and set the atmosphere for others to follow with you and along with you. Why? I'll tell you why. Moms and dads, even if you're single, the head of your house, whoever it may be, I believe, it's a, I believe there's two. I believe there's two become one, right? Yes. But here's what I believe, that if anything comes into your home, if anything you allow into your home is affecting your children, it may, you need to check this, it may have come through you by allowing a gateway of something and open the door for something to come in. I prayed for people's houses sometimes. I prayed uh, I, one time, one time when I was, uh, my wife and I were just married. We were looking for an, uh, an apartment to rent, a house to rent. And we, we were so young. We were brand new Christians, and we didn't know too much about the Bible or spirits or anything like that. But, um, you know, 
we all are sensitive because we're spirit beings having a human experience, right? Or we're human beings having a spiritual experience. Vice versa, really. But the truth is, is that you're sensitive to things. So it doesn't take a genius or a super spiritual person to feel something or a bad attitude or, or a certain spirit that someone carries or embraces. It doesn't take a genius to figure that out. Some people just don't care. They love whatever, as long as they're being taken care of, as long as their needs are being met, whatever, they don't think about what the consequences are of affecting everyone. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. You are a carrier of God's presence. You were meant to be a carrier of God's spirit. We walked into a house one time, and we thought, man, that's a cute little house. The moment we walked in, you can feel this weight and feel this just like something was just there. And the mama walked in, and they're trying to get out of this house, and they're trying to talk it up and tell us, oh, we got this, we have that, blah, blah, blah. And the whole time my wife and I were in there, I felt this oppression, like this depression, and like, like just it was weird. It was so thick. I felt like I had to walk like this, you know, just kind of. It was just so weird. And all of a sudden, the last room she shows us was her son's room. And I walked in. Hello. I walked in to her son's room, and there were posters and things on the wall, satanic signs, Megadeth, you know, all this stuff that was hanging on the wall. And I felt that spirit straight from there. And in my mind, I thought, now I know why she wants to move out. She can't figure out what that is. They're probably dealing with a lot of problems in that house. You can feel it. And I thought all of a sudden, I thought, you know what, Lord? Thank you for showing us this. I wasn't in a place where I could pray for the lady. didn't know how to pray. For I was so brand new. You know, I didn't know what to do. I just know God allowed me to feel something. And, and I think, you know, just, just he allows us to pick up on things. But that was the issue. That was the issue. And I thought, you know, I'm going to keep my house clean. I've got to keep my house clean. And if my child wants to put up something satanic, guess what? They're never going to allow to be able to do that in my house. That's right, folks. I, I got to. Here we go again. Can I help you moms and dads with the backbone right now? Is this too strong? You are the ones that are setting the tone in your home to honor God. And you're the ones that are going to have to say yes or no to things that you allow to come in. But if you'll protect that home and honor God, there will be a favor that will step into your family. There will be a spirit of God and a peace that will keep your home. There will be God there right in the center. When you honor God, God will honor you. And you'll feel the blessings of God. And you'll have, listen, I don't know if one family that has never had an argument, everyone has arguments, everyone has disagreements, but there'll be less of them, and they won't be so constant, and you'll sleep well, and you'll get on the fleshy side every once in a while, but there'll be no spirit there to entertain it because the house is clean. You break barriers. You break barriers. So when you raise your children that way, guess what happens? Your children will raise their children that way. And they learn how to worship. They learn how to come to church. 
They learn how to be consistent with God. You see what you're doing today? Can I tell you what you're doing today, everyone? You're breaking a barrier of church attendance. You're now teaching your children how to honor God on the first day of the week. According to the Jewish calendar, Sunday is the first day of the week. Saturday is the end of the week. So Paul said, bring your offerings and tithes to the storehouse on the first day of the week. That's why we do it on Sundays. So what I'm telling you is, is that you are breaking a barrier. You already broke a barrier today by coming to the house of God. You're breaking barriers. Did you know you broke a barrier when you were in worship today and you raised your hands and you started worshiping? Did you know that you're now gathering an anointing in your life, a breakthrough atmosphere in your life? That's why I don't like to sit next to people that don't worship. I'm going to be honest with you. Don't everyone look forward, all right? Everyone keep looking forward. Don't look around. Don't look at anybody else. But I like to sit next to people that worship because there's an atmosphere set around them, not around somebody that just, my God. Gee, oh, man, they sing forever. <laughs> right. Where are, they? are they making a record? Our problem is we've not learned to linger in God's presence. I try to hurry, folks. I really do try to hurry for my sermons. They, our staff has given me a timer. They've told me there's a timer. All this stuff, it just doesn't work. I try my best. Because when the Holy Ghost wants to say something, you have to be obedient to that, right? But I try. I try. But the objective for every service is to have a breakthrough. And that's what the worship team is doing. That's why if musicians and singers, if you're up here on this platform and you come up here and you're not, you don't have a breakthrough in your life, you're not helping anybody. All of our musicians and singers, every one of you. I ain't scared of you. I'm messing with you. But that's what they're doing. See, every minister, like for example, for me, the same goes for me. If I'm not prayed through, I haven't been praying, I have a mindset that I'm going to receive something from God today. I have a mindset right now that I'm going to tap into something because I'm following after him, and I'm going to speak by faith, and I'm going to believe the word, and I'm going to live what I preach. So why am I doing that? Why do we, that's why our life is different. That's why we live a certain way, because our lives have to be an example of a breakthrough so all of you can have breakthroughs in your life as well. That's why the musicians and singers come up here, because they're the first ones that are entering into his presence, so you can enter into his presence also. There are so many aspects to this, and this is why it's so important that you honor your father and your mother, young people. You have to honor, I feel like a pastor today. I feel like... Somebody bring me a shepherd's staff. I feel, I, I, I feel like the, that God wants to help the families today. Young people, honor your fathers and your mother because they have broke through areas of, in your family that you don't have to deal with when you get older. That's what David was. David was a barrier breaker. David broke through so Solomon could build the house of God. That's exactly what it's all about. Point number one. Jesus broke every barrier for us. 
Jesus broke every barrier for us. You know what's amazing about Chuck Yeager? Is when he first did that, Captain Yeager literally felt like he was going to die. The pressure was so intense. He was to the place of, of, of passing out. And he said that the jet was shaking so much he thought it was going to fall apart. But all of a sudden, when he got to that place, he heard a, a boom, a sonic boom is what they call it. He heard that. And then all of a sudden, he said, the force that was resisting him now went behind him, and now the whole jet was peaceful. It was running smooth now. Why? There was no more barriers. It was no more barriers. Did you know that Jesus broke through the grave? And every spirit of temptation before Calvary, he went through the suffering. He came out of the grave, went to, I'm telling you, he broke death, hell, and the grave. That's why you and I have a great hope. That's why, you know what's happening today? When we come to Jesus and give your life to the Lord and repent of your sins and ask for forgiveness and surrender to Christ, you're coming to the cross where the blood is applied. The only reason you're able to do that is because Jesus overcame the cross. He broke a barrier. Now millions of people are breaking barriers every single week, every single day, asking for forgiveness. You know what happened at Calvary when he said, it's done, it's finished? There was a thunder, a thunder, lightning, and the temple, the, the Bible says the veil was ripped in two from top to bottom. You know what that was? A sonic boom. <laughs> he broke it and entered into a place of acceleration and overcame everything. When we are water baptized, I want you to hear this. Jesus broke every barrier for us. So now we don't have to go through the grave and stay there because symbolically what we are saying, when we are water baptized, we are buried with Christ. That's what baptism is. Being buried with Christ, taking on his name, and we're breaking a barrier coming out, and all sin is left behind with the old man. You want to know what really happens when we baptize people? We're having a funeral. Oh, that's tremendous. That's a tremendous lesson right there. Thank you, Lord. We are having a funeral every time we baptize somebody because we are burying the old man and leaving them there, rising to a new man. So really, simultaneously, we are burying someone and we're giving birth. So because Jesus overcame death, hell and the grave, it allowed us to enter into a new level of water baptism, and it means something in the spiritual realm. He broke through. And Jesus poured his spirit out on all flesh after his ascension, and they all saw him. 
every one of them. And an angel showed up and said, why do you look sad? In the same manner you saw him leave is the same manner he's going to come back. And guess what? He is coming back one day. But here's, here's something awesome to think about. Here's something to scramble, scramble your, 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 your theological eggs. Are you ready? The Spirit of Christ has already been poured out and returned already too. Think about that. Think about that. See, he's coming back in that physical form one day, but the spirit that was in him has already been poured out. Why? He broke a barrier, and he had to give you and I something to break the barrier also. Watch this. Watch this. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak of my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. There's something in someone inside of me that does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the sakes of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. Or in other words, because I broke a barrier. Did you just catch? See, if you really understood what I just said, some of you would have been standing on your feet, lifting your hands and worshiping him. What I just told you was, if you don't know what God gave you, he just gave you the ability to fight off every devil, to fight off every disease, to fight off every addiction, to fight off every barrier that's holding you back in your life. So whoever's saying to themselves, I feel held back, If you ever said to yourself, I feel like I'm not given a chance. I feel like I'm never going to have a chance. Hold on a second. Promotion comes from the Lord. It's the Lord that blesses. It's the Lord that moves. It's God that does something in our lives. Not a man, not a woman, not a committee, not a group of people, not critics, No, no one, no one can judge and no one can limit you. But God says, I will give you the authority and the power to do all things if you'll just believe it. Does anybody believe that today? Come on, somebody. Does anybody believe that if you'll just line up with Jesus, if you'll just open up your mouth, if you'll just begin to praise him, if you'll just begin to let it out of your being, that God is going to do something for you that no one else can do. He is above all things. We are seated with him. We are seated with him at the right hand of the Father. I'm telling you that what Jesus did for you and I has enabled us to break through every addiction, every family curse, every situation, every fault that we may have. It doesn't matter. He's greater than that. Oh, how many of you are financially struggling? Oh, my gosh. There's a topic, right? No one wants to talk about money. 
Pastors are scared to talk about money now because if we do, we're going to lose people. Well, let me help you pastors out that are listening. If you do listen, they were going to leave you anyways. (laughs) There's nothing you can do about it. It doesn't matter, folks. Can I encourage you? Don't do things to please people. Please God. Love on him. People will leave you because, listen, they left Jesus. But you know what kept him? The spirit of Christ inside of him. The Holy Ghost, the spirit of his father was in him. And he overcame that loneliness. He overcame that feeling of rejection, that isolating spirit. I'm going to tell you something. That was another barrier broken for you and I. Of loneliness. That's why he said it. He wanted to encourage you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm always going to be here for you. I'm always going to be here for you. I'm never going to leave you. You have to allow your thoughts and your mind to break through barriers. You have to allow yourself, you know, we get into a comfort zone and we want to stay in one place because we feel like, you know, there is no other hope. There is no other way. But I'm going to encourage you and tell you that there is another way. This is the first area that, that we live in. This right here. This is your flesh. That's your flesh. That is the first stage of breaking the sound barrier, of a speed below Mach 1. It was subsonic. Now, that's a place of complacency where we're just getting by in life, not necessarily allowing God to fill your life and not necessarily going beyond your comfort zones or, you know, you don't challenge yourself and this can happen to all of us. We can not challenge ourselves. We can just go through a routine. As long as certain needs are met, we're fine. We're never going to go beyond those and then we're happy. And that's great. That's called contentment to a certain extent, but contentment was made to be in your life to balance you for not being greedy, not to stop you from not doing anything. You understand that? Did I confuse you? Contentment was there to balance you from falling in love with money or things, but it was never given to you to stop you from proceeding forward to getting the things of God because God wants you to go higher. God wants you to press in. God wants you to have more. It's not necessarily, money is just a means, folks. Money is just a, an, a, an expression of something invisible called favor and blessings. It's a medium. But when you live in a place of favor and you're broken through financially, you have broken through because you have given to God. You have released it in your heart. You have been consistent. It's not just giving. It's an act of worship for you now. Your perspective has changed about it. You realize it's not the church just won your money so the pastor can drive a Corvette. Although I'm not, I will be accepting donations for a Corvette if you'd like to for pastor appreciation. I'm messing with you. Can't fit in a Corvette. (laughs) Tried it, brother. Tried it. 
Take a picture. <laughs> I'm not big. I'm, I'm not big. I'm just fluffy. Get over the fear of money, folks. Money's not a master. It's a servant. Money's a tool. People, money doesn't change you. Money intensifies who you really are. Hear me out. I don't know why I'm talking about money, but I'm going to talk to you about money right now because, well, I know why. I'm, I feel like God's having me talk to you about it because your concept and your perspective of money has to change if you're ever going to be financially blessed because that's the biggest barrier in every family and in every church is finances because people limit themselves. They become greedy. They're scared. They misunderstand it. And, and pastors are doing wrong by shoving it down people's throat and demanding. We do not demand you to do that. We teach you how and why you do it so you can be blessed because you don't, God doesn't need your money, but you need his blessings. He doesn't. But you have to break the barrier. You have to break it. Money's a form of worship, but you break it. And your flesh, what we do in our flesh is we get so bothered and want to control everything. We can't, you can't control everything, somebody. You can't control everything. That's why some people, when they come into a church, they don't like it very much because they can't control everything. It is not one of those churches. Try to get on this church. It's going to be like, you're going to feel like you're a bull rider. You'll get knocked off at least by eight seconds, you will. It just doesn't happen that way. The church was never meant to be bridled. The church was meant to be a bride. The church was never meant to be bridled. It was meant to be a bride. Our heavenly father is our lover. He's our father as well. You understand that? The lover of our soul. But in our flesh, we have so many resistance to even being happy and joyful and even in relationships or even just in your career, there's a limitation. Did you know that if you'll begin to press in, you'll grow? And one of the areas you'll grow in is your soul. That's the barrier where most of us are living and we're pressing into it. And that's where most Christians live. Most Christians live where they can be heard, but they're still not, they're still not breaking through. This is the era of your life where you love, to, you love to feel God's presence. You come to church because Jesus is here, right? And that should be the only reason why you come to church. I mean, that, that it's all because of him. And then you build community and you build relationships, okay? And you have to break the barriers in every one of those areas. You want friends? Show yourself friendly. This is one of the most friendliest churches I've ever been in. It really is. If you don't have friends, you're probably not friendly. Right? Listen, if I want to have friends, I want to... I get together with you. I call you. I text you. I'll give you my number right now, 648-4673. Most pastors wouldn't do that. I share my number with everybody. 
You text me something crazy, that's the last time I'll get you. <laughs> I'm an open book. See, there's no excuse. That pastor doesn't care about me. I just gave you my phone number. We come into church because we like what we feel. We come into church because we enjoy his presence. And the problem is, after that, we don't maintain it or we don't press in to go higher. You see, the eagle, if it ever wants to fly higher, it has to go through stages. If it wants to survive, it has to go through a stage of fasting as well. Did you know that? The eagle goes into flight. It's one of the things in Proverbs that, that the writer said is so wonderful to him, of the way of an eagle in the air, because of how the turbulence of wind goes underneath the wings of that eagle and how it glides and how high it goes. And that's why the eagle doesn't get affected by small birds like split tails and mockingbirds and other, other birds that just torment like robins. It doesn't get bothered by those small birds because it flies higher than them. And that's why some people are still tormented by certain spirits because they fly low. But you see, the eagle understands this. The eagle knows that if it's going to fly higher, then it has to go through a season of plucking its feathers to get rid of the weak ones. If it's going to eat, it has to go into isolation, and it literally would go and break its beak on the rocks and grow a new one out so it doesn't lose its ability to eat and how strong it is. That's nature. That's an inherited nature that God put into animals. They know what they have to do in order to survive, in order to go higher, in order to eat certain, a certain diet. But in our walk with God, we have been given an inherited nature through Jesus Christ. This is why Jesus went away at odd hours of the day, in morning, in night, to pray alone with the Father. This is why he fasted. This is why he did what he did, because he was living a life of breakthroughs. It was a consistent thing with him. So coming to church doesn't make you a Christian. Coming to church does not make you a Christian. Obeying God's word, having a prayer life and a relationship with God does. Not just on Sundays, not just on Wednesdays, but on Mondays, mundane Mondays, on terrible Tuesdays, on weird Wednesdays and taco Wednesdays, right? Every day of the week, consistent. And then you have to challenge yourself to go beyond the norm. So why? Because now you're just living in a soulless realm. You're going by feelings. That's why some people never get changed because they love what they feel, but then they go by other feelings after that. Oh boy, that's rich. That's why some people never change. I'll say it 10 times until I get some amens today. This is a good point. If you want to see change, stop just experiencing God in one service alone. The church is not a building. 
The church is a group of people, so you can have church at home, too. Take it with you. You understand? Not just live in a soulless rim. I've seen, I'm going to tell you something. I, was, I grew up in a church, man. I'm going to tell you right now. I grew up in a church where if you didn't shout and if there weren't bobby pins all over the floor, you didn't have church. Y'all know, anybody know anything about that? Old school church. I mean, I'm talking old school church. You know what I'm talking about? Shouting, running around. That's cool. Fun, but to me, I learned a long time ago, and if you ever want to shout or do something, it's not weird if it's God, right? But here's the bottom line. Some of those people were just living in a soulless realm because they'd experienced God in that one moment, but when church was over, they lived into the life. It didn't amount to, it didn't amount to nothing. But this right here, folks, this right here, oh. Being spirit-led. Where the spirit of God is leading you. And this is what they call a supersonic. This right here was just average speed of sound. Well, you're maintaining something. But I'm challenging you today. Take the limits off of God. Husbands, learn how to be consistent. You don't have time to read the Bible? Let me encourage you. Download our app. We've now put on there, we've had it for years, but we want to give you a chance to hear the Word of God in audio, in visual, however you like to do it. Put on the audio Bible. Listen to the Word of God, guys. Women, too. Pray behind that steering wheel, men. Pray on the job site. Go find yourself, if you're on the plants out there at the plants, and you're working in the middle of the field, working construction, go find yourself one of them stinky porta potties out there and go pray in one of them things. That's what I used to do when I was working for Brown and Root years ago. Years ago, I didn't have a place to pray. I, wanted, I was so hungry for God, I walked in one of them porta potties just, thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You, you, gotta, you gotta be hungry. You have to be hungry. You've gotta be driven by hunger. You wanna break through? How many, you, you really wanna break through? You really wanna break through? You gotta desire something different in your life. Are you being in a position, are you in a position right now where you feel like you're being attacked, where you feel like there's no way out? I don't know how this is going to work out. Let me tell you something. That is a barrier, and barriers were meant to be broken, and God wants to show you that he can take care of that problem if you'll just keep pressing through, keep pressing through. This, my friends, this right here is what it looked like. I know there was a, we can't imagine it, but this is what it looked like. Whenever Chuck Yeager broke through, this is what it was. You can't see it until it happens. That's what happened when Jesus was on Calvary. He broke through another whole dimension and hell trembled. And the Roman soldier, the Roman soldier said, 
The Roman soldier said, surely this was the Son of God. See, on that other diagram I showed you and that sonic boom, it's everyone that's below it, when they come across that area, they hear that boom, boom. It's constantly breaking through barriers. You hear it. You hear it. You understand it. Number two and the final, final one, you, uh, that's a misspelling on that, but that's okay. You're, no, no, no. No, it's right. Your greatest barrier is yourself. Your greatest barrier is yourself. That's just it. The soul is shram, but once you press through, oh, let me tell you something. The peace of God that passes all understandings. There's peace in the storm. He is a peacemaker. He's a peace giver. He, 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 I'm telling you, there's a place that you press into of trust when you trust God. You know what my weapon is? Here's my weapon of choice, love. Why? Anytime I have never allowed my flesh to get up and roar up, anytime I've never allowed my flesh to respond and say something about somebody, criticize somebody, I have always, always referred to love, and I found out that God took care of it. God takes care of it. But if you ain't walking in love, and you're backbiting, you're sending things out, and you're texting other people, oh my God, I hate them so much. God ain't going to bless that. You're not going to be blessed by anybody. You have to break that barrier and learn to love and learn to express the nature of God. Because God loves you so very much. He loves you so much. I'm gonna, let me help you out in this church. If you're friends with somebody that is constantly texting you and talking about other people or putting people down or, or whatever, or they're, they're talking in your ear, or every time you get around them, there's a complaint, there's, there, there, there's something wrong, there's always problems, you need to be careful because that will get into your spirit. And the Holy Ghost inside of you, it's not that you'll lose God, but you'll create a barrier between you and God. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. He loves you, and he'll stay there forever to love you. He said he'd never leave you, forsake you, but your nature will turn back to your old nature, and you'll start living in sin, and want, and you're going to get caught in an entrapment where you're going to begin to decrease instead of increasing in your life. And you can't recognize it. You can't see it. You're blind to it. But folks, let me challenge you. If there be anything good, anything of good report, any virtue, any truth, think on those things. And the God of peace, the peace that passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through our Lord Jesus Christ. You have to choose who you're going to lose if you're going to win. You have to, I know this is tough talk, but it's the truth. I've been doing this for a long time, folks, and I'm telling you here right now, there are just some people that were never meant to be there in your life that are going to bring you down. And never, ever hang around anybody that constantly criticizes the church because then you're going to start getting a different perspective of the church. Then you're going to start attacking the church. Then you're going to start saying, I don't think we need to go to church. Oh, let's go find another church. Hold on a second. Stop church hopping. Stay at one place and grow. 
Stop going around. Listen to me. This is a safe place. This is a good environment. This is something good for your family. Get rooted. Get grounded. Let God do something. Get yourself out of the way. Here's what God wants to do in your life. He wants to take your entire family up to another whole level. Another whole level of blessings. Gentlemen, do you need another job? Here's what you got to do. Break the barrier at the job that you're at. How do you do that, Pastor Bobby? Here's how you do it. Business owners should appreciate this. In fact, business owners, let your your employees listen to this message. Because what I'm about to say is so critical. People don't know how to get promoted or find a new job because they don't give it everything they got up their one currently. Or they allow some coworker that has a bad attitude to get them down. Or they feel like, oh, it's my God, it's the boss's son works there. I'm never going to get ahead. Hold on a second. How do you know that son may go and start his own business one day someplace else? You don't know what God has. But you know what? And God can also take you and let you start your own business. Or God can take you and promote you. And make you good friends and best friends with whoever needs to be your friend. You want to know how to get rid of your enemies? Are you ready? How many of you want to know how to get rid of your enemies? Raise your hand if you want to know how to get rid of your enemies. Make a friend out of them. But here's what you do, men and women. You break every record. Break every barrier. Do the best job anybody has ever done. Work as, as if you're working unto the Lord, not giving eye service to your masters. That's what the scripture says. That's what Joseph did in prison, and God blessed him. That's what Joseph did. You want to know why God, it was God that allowed that to happen, Joseph in Potiphar's house. You want to know why? Because that job wasn't big enough for Joseph. That job wasn't big enough for Joseph. He had to take him deeper Because Joseph needed deeper roots. And the deeper the roots, the broader and the bigger the fruit. The deeper the roots, the broader the branches. They say that you can tell how deep and wide the roots are based on how wide and big the branches are. You can see from the top what it looks like on the bottom beneath what you can't see. And that's what God is trying to do in your life. He wants to break the barriers and break some fallow ground, make some fallow ground, break some hard ground so you can get rooted and grounded in Christ Jesus, become more like him, and then you can start to see the fruit of your life. Breaking barriers. Breaking barriers. How God breaks through. How God does it. When you feel like everything is falling apart, they're not falling into apart. It's actually falling into place. When you feel like everything's falling apart, it's not falling apart. It's actually falling into place. Don't fight the flight. Go with the flow, folks. Don't fight the flight. Go with the flow. Luke 20, 17 and 18. Come on, Haley. Then he looked at them and said, what then is, it, is this that is written? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Whoever falls on that stone will be broken, but on whoever it falls, it will grind him like powder. In other words, if you resist the process and not allow God to correct you or help you comply, 
to his way, then that stone that you resist, that barrier that's there is going to break you and crush you and destroy you. But if you'll just fall and express and go through the process and fall on that rock, what that represents was, that represented falling on the chief cornerstone, which meant repentance, a change of heart. And if you'll fall on that and just surrender to him, then you'll break through your troubles. Then you'll experience God's goodness. Then you remove the limitations from your life. Then you'll start experiencing things you see everyone else experiencing in their life. There is no difference between you and that successful person that you know. Maybe you're the successful person and you want to help somebody else be successful. Let me encourage you all, women, Men, go and find someone that you can pour into. Go and tell them, listen, God can do more in your life. Let me help you. Those of you that feel like you have a ministry or want to do something, do a crew. Start a small group here. The crews are the greatest way for you to express your ministry, to express your calling. There's nothing stopping you. There's nothing stopping, nothing stopping you from growing who you are. Everyone is a minister. We encourage everybody, become a minister. Share God's word. Get a group of people together. I wish we had more women think, well, hold on a second. We do. What are you waiting on? Do a small group, do a crew. If you have such a burden, Step up and let God use you. Well, I don't know if I can do it. That's a barrier. Break through your barrier. Break through your barrier. You are somebody. You do have something to say. You can do it. You don't have to be special. Your last name doesn't have to be Rivera. Kidding me? You know what Rivera means? People who do business by the river. I take it to a spiritual sense. It makes me feel better. The other way, I just say, oh, my family, we, we're, we fish at the river, not the ocean, just the river. Maybe the duck pond sometimes, but nothing special about us. Nothing special about my family. Trust me, in this church, your last name, you don't want to have it. You don't want to be a Rivera. Trust me. <laughs> Ask my kids. We're up here all the time. We're working all the time. Your last name is Rivera. You are working. You are serving. You're doing something for God. You got to learn an instrument. <laughs> you got to sing. You got to learn how to clean toilets. You want to know what I am in this church? I'm a glorified janitor. I'm the janitor of this church. That's what I am. I change light bulbs. I put lights up. I mop the floors. I clean stinky, sticky legacy floors. I mop them. I have some people that help me do carpets and stuff, but, but that's cool. Because the greatest among you shall be the least. Servants of us all. So here's what I'm trying to tell you. There's nobody better than you. You're important. You're just as important as all of us. You have a ministry. Break the barrier. Step up by faith. You want to do something for couples? Get a crew going. They need you. 
Men, you want to do something for men? Get a crew going. These men need you. Women, you want a, men, a women's Bible study? You want to do a, something like that? We need you. What do you do talent-wise? We got people that do arts and crafts. We have people that, it doesn't even have to be a Bible study. It can just be tea and cookies. What is it, tea and cookies? I have no idea. Coffee days. Whatever it may be. What I'm trying to tell you is unless you start breaking barriers in your life in small areas, you're never going to break the big ones. And God has a calling in your life and God has something special for you to do. Listen, this church has been called to break a barrier. Pretty soon we've got Pastor Larry De La Garza uh, coming to preach for us. And uh, he's going to be preaching for us on a, on a Sunday. And, and he was so excited talking to us. He was on the phone and he goes to my son. He goes, man, I'm so excited. There's, y'all are building. There's going to be another great church for, for people in Victoria to go to. And I said, I'm excited about that as well. It's been a long time in the making. But God has allowed us to go through process. But God couldn't get us there. It's not going to get us there unless we break barriers. We've been breaking barriers our whole ministry and whole life. Now the next barrier that's being broken is the building. And we will break that barrier in Jesus' name. And we will break that barrier in Jesus' name. You cannot stop what God has blessed. We will break that barrier. The church will seat at least 500 people or more. It's going to be wonderful. We're not going to go fancy because we're not going to, we're not going to put pews. We're not going to do fancy carpet and all of that. It's going to be an industrial-type building where it's not about the building. It's all about the people. All about the people. Because our focus is Jesus. Here's our focus. To help people break barriers in their life. You got barriers you want broken. Let God do it for you. He broke every one of them. The only limitation in your life is yourself. And it's time for us to set it aside. I'm preaching to myself this Sunday morning as well. I have barriers in my life. I need broken. There's some things in my life that need to be gone out of my life. There are some people in my life that I may not be able to talk to all the time. I got old friends calling me all the time. But I choose not to do and live a certain lifestyle because I am a child of God. I still love them. I still care about them but I'm not going to do what they do because I have to be focused on my assignment and there are people that are depending on me because if I don't break the barrier, then how can you break the barrier? Your walk with God, your walk with God is necessary because you are leading the way for other people in this city. Did you know that there's somebody waiting for you to break your barriers? There's somebody in this city waiting for you to have your breakthrough. Mom and dad, your children don't know it, but they need you to have a breakthrough in your life. They need you to have a breakthrough. Come on, stand to your feet. Raise your hands this Sunday morning. I wish somebody in this one moment would fully surrender to him. Our mission here at Covenant Life Center is to help our world live, give, and love like Jesus. If our ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love for you to email us at info at clcvictoria.org. You can get connected with us through our social media at CLC Victoria and download our app.